Welcome to the Transform Your Wealth and Health Podcast, where experts in wealth, health, and fitness help transform your life. Here's your host, Andy Arder. Today's guest is a behavioral change specialist who works one-to-one with people from all walks of life and uses a combination of his business experience, life experience, and NLP to do this. Today's guest is Ricky Verdi. Ricky, how are we doing? I'm very well. Thank you very much, Andy, uh, for welcoming me in today. My first podcast, so it's a pleasure to be here. Welcome, welcome. I'm only just behind you, Ricky. I'm about 30 in, so uh, I'm not too far in front. Great. <laughs> okay, so Ricky, NLP, what, what does NLP stand for? NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, right? which is a modeling technology that allows you to change the way you think, feel, behave, communicate and generate results okay got a feeling of dark arts about it i believe is that right yeah there's plenty of negative connotations that are attached to nlp okay which to some degree depending on how somebody has learnt read or embraced nlp will give them i suppose a compounded effect as to why they feel or believe that way about nlp mm-hmm The flip side of it is when NLP is delivered well and used well with other parts of life experience, whether that be somebody's career or in their day-to-day life with their family and friends, then you can get some amazing results and it's seen worldwide. Okay. So you were just saying earlier, although you're an NLP trainer, but you've actually been on some training yourself. Yes, absolutely. I am a big advocate for those people who continue to learn. So the name of my company, as an example, is Raising Your Game. Yep. And the reason it's called Raising Your Game is because the word raising is a denominalized word, which means that it's continuous. So it's not just one level and you've got to where you need to be. It's a continuous journey. And I believe that's exactly the same as to how we are as individuals. The journey continues. The investment in yourself continues. And too much certainty is not good for you. Right. Okay. So you like a little bit of uncertainty in life? Well, too much certainty. Okay. So certainty (laughs) is good, but too much certainty. Too much of anything is not good for you. So yes, I spent the last four days investing in myself, attending a course with somebody who was part of the original NLP Meta Kids, uh, an individual who did a lot of the modeling around how we construct these tools and techniques, Mm -hmm. which enables you to then replicate that and hand it over to other people. And also for me, what I took away was it's a layer above in some ways of NLP. So it's an evolved way forward, which really resonated with me and had a profound effect Okay, so how can we use NLP in our everyday lives? Well, the first things first, there's this impression that NLP is something that you do to somebody. Yeah. Which, that in itself is uh, a flawed approach. What would you say is the right approach? Well, if you break down what NLP stands for, your neuro as an example, Mm -hmm. that's your senses, your representation. So how you take information in from around you. As we know, everybody has their own unique map of the world. Mm Mm-hmm. So your neuro is your senses, what you're, I suppose, inviting in through your filters from around the world. Linguistics is the language and the meaning that you place upon that information that comes in through the world into your own eyes. And that meaning is then translated into your internal dialogue and then your verbal expression. So what you're then saying, which we know as surface structure. So we have deep structure, which is our unconscious. Mm -hmm. It could be symbolic and it's 
placed with language, the labels we place, and then we say something, which is our linguistic. And programming is the behavioral patterns. Yeah. So everything that we do has a behavioral pattern. Yeah. So how you do what you do. And part of what I do is help people understand what behaviors are currently not serving them well. Mm-hmm. and how we can break that down to find trigger points and also the space between, let's call it, external stimuli and your response. So we can create an intervention that allows us to shift a behavior to a more desirable way in order for us to achieve the goal or results that we want. Mm. So that kind of encapsulates, and probably some may say that I maybe don't do the definition of NLP justice, mm. yet you could ask every NLP co-creator for their definition and yeah. they'll give you something different. Slightly different, yeah, yeah. For me, it's about not just the theoretical side, which is entertainment if nothing is done with it. Mm. It's about the practical application. If you're able to take NLP and use it with an attitude that allows you to better yourself, then it could be like any training that you have. Mm. I mean, let me ask you this question. Oh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how many, have you ever been on a course where you've enjoyed the course so much and said to yourself, I will take action. And then following that, maybe a week, a month, a year later, you remind yourself that there was a great course that you went on and you never did nothing with it. Yeah, very often. Okay. Yeah, I've done a few of those, yeah. <laughs> and that happens with books. And look, we're all in the same boat. It's not the fact that somebody does that and somebody doesn't. It's very much the fact that sometimes we take in a lot of information. We have a level of confusion, which is good for you because you're trying to join the dots. And then if we don't put it into practice, well, it falls behind, doesn't it? I mean, it disappears mm. from your attention. So with NLP, I'm a great believer that it is something that allows you to integrate within yourself and make subtle shifts on a day-to-day basis. Mm. When it's done, not if, when it's done really well, you can have instant results. Mm. Okay, so how did you get into it in the first place? What's your background, Ricky? My background, okay, two questions. So the first one, background-wise, let's go with that. Well... I've got a career of five years in retail, Mm -hmm. so mobile phones was where I started, Mm -hmm. which gave me a good grounding, I must say, Yeah. Uh, followed by 10 years within the financial services industry. What was you doing? So I began my journey as a regional coach for HSBC. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was followed by area management roles for Premier Banking, and then I moved on to Citibank, where I did a very similar role with their City Gold proposition. Mm -hmm. During that time, I worked with somebody who was very much into hypnotherapy, NLP, and CBT. Mm -hmm. Uh, We became very good friends, and he invited me to, I suppose, get to know a little bit more about NLP. And that's where the journey started. And that was around 10 years ago. I found something that allowed me to communicate better with my teams. Mm Mm-hmm allowed me to get the best out of my teams. And, you know, a great example is being the top regional coach in the country for HSBC. Wow, well done. Thank you. Uh, and, you know, my my boss at that time said, whenever you speak to anybody, do mention that. Because it is good to, I suppose, in some ways, demonstrate the achievements that you have when you utilise and integrate and then apply these tools and techniques. Yeah, sure. And that, that allowed others to recognise what I was doing promoted many times and the journey has continued. Once I left Citibank, I I worked with my old business partner where we delivered NLP courses. He was definitely the lead because he was doing it full time. Once I left Citibank and joined him for two years, 
it allowed me to really integrate the tools and techniques further. And then two years ago, I started my own company. Ah, okay. So this is raising your game. This is, yes. Okay, so you're raising your game and you obviously try to get others to raise their game. How do you normally do that? Well, it all starts with where you are right now Mm -hmm. and where you want to be. Most people will know where they want to be and have obstacles that present themselves as and when those obstacles present themselves, it's how you handle those obstacles. Okay, could you give us an example, Ricky, how we could get over something? How you could get over something? So, yeah. for example, let, let's start with the fact that there's no such thing as big change. Right. It's changes that take place every day. And through those changes that you implement daily, you then get this so-called big change. So mm-hmm. when somebody says to you, wow, that's fantastic, you've changed so much, like anybody who's been wealthy or successful. Yes. You know, many people say, oh, wow, you know, it seems like you did that overnight. (laughs) Yet they don't tell you that, you know, you've been kicking your legs below the water so much over the years to really understand what it takes to get there. Yeah. So when when I have somebody who say to me, I want to start a business or I want to be fitter or I want to remove limiting beliefs, which is very common. What people come up with is a obstacle, a limiting belief, a barrier So let's just go with somebody who says, I want to become fitter. So they have this image of maybe somebody with a six pack or somebody who could run a marathon without feeling tired. Yet there's a lot of work that takes place. So we work on Mm. taking action on a daily basis, regardless of how big or small that is, to create the momentum that allows you to overcome these obstacles, embrace them, Mm. in fact, and then become competent in your ability to take effective action become congruent in what you do and that's not just with the words and some of the actions but a a deeper connected feeling within yourself Mm -hmm. and that allows people to start to find evidence that contradicts this limiting belief that they hold okay is this a slow change for you then do you sort of get this over a, a long period of time or can it be done instantly i will always say that that is determined by the individual's passion to want to create that change. Mm-hmm. It's like learning. You'll have somebody who says, how long does it take to learn this? <laughs> if you're if you're willing to, and you have the right mentality and attitude to put into place the requirements on a daily basis to achieve what it is that you really want, yeah. because you'll do everything you can mm-hmm. to achieve what you want, learning takes place at a quicker pace. Yeah. And I'm a great believer that takes place with behavioral change. Mm-hmm. I've got clients who will on a daily basis keep me updated as to what they're doing. So there's a level of accountability and you'll see results shift overnight. Right. And I I, I mean that genuinely. Yeah. You'll see somebody who'll feel happier. Doesn't mean that they've achieved their goal. It means that they're on their journey. The journey has begun. Mm -hmm. Then you also have somebody who attends a course, very passionate about attending a course. Two years later, will say nothing's changed. Mm -hmm. And one question that I would ask is, what have you done differently during that time? And you'll tend to find people will respond with excuses rather mm-hmm. than reasons. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, everybody knows deep down as to whether or not you've put in all the effort. Okay. Could, I could have been an Olympic athlete. <laughs> but, you know, there's going to be the big but word comes in. Then, there's and the then, but. Then my excuses can come. And then, you know, that, that, that Usain Bolt guy come along and... Uh, upset me so uh, there you go all right (laughs) exactly and that's that is the excuse and reason that we find in life Mm. there is a fine line between an excuse and a reason yeah so 
on a more personal level, tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from and where you lived and that kind of stuff. My journey from a very early age, I was born and bred in East London. I grew up in a place called East Ham, if anybody's heard of it. Mm -hmm. At the time, I would say a very diverse area to live in yeah. where community was great. You, know, you could play on the streets, you could be knocking on people's doors, you could have, probably have your doors open back then yeah. and friends and family would share very openly. And it was a great time to grow up personally. And like anywhere, it's not about really where you live, it's about what you give within the area that yeah, you live in. Sure. And where I grew up, albeit there was a rough community in certain places, mm -hmm. I genuinely do believe that there was a, a willpower within me to know what was right and wrong. Yeah, a bit of a community spirit as well with some of these yeah. places as well. I found that when I was living in Tottenham on the big estates, yeah. One thing was for sure, within my community, we had, let's call him a leader, somebody who was phenomenal mm -hmm. in, in my community who invited all the youngsters to join football. Bhangra, which is an Indian dance. Yeah, another one. Uh, Dal, which is an Indian drum. Mm-hmm girls basketball and through that what happened is we created a massive community that grew together and yeah. played sports mm -hmm. a great outlet yeah and through that it created for me a mindset of one who's always achieve at an early stage yeah yeah sure well we've got a mutual friend by the way matthew white yes so how did you first meet matt so matt joined a course that i delivered in january two years ago mm -hmm. well first of all he traveled all the way down from wakefield wow um, put the effort in. early in the morning yeah. yeah so that that tells you a lot about somebody's determination and commitment to want to create the change yes. that we spoke about yeah and matthew is a great guy because matthew takes in the information that's shared and goes away very quickly and implements it mm -hmm. and even when there are things taking place that are against you in your eyes in that given moment you look beyond it and think, well, actually, if I continue to do what these people are telling me to do, mm. because I've seen them create, whether you call it success, but you've seen them create progression, well, if I adopt that, then I can do the same. Mm. And Matthew's been on the journey with me by his side for the last couple of years. Mm. And I've seen a great transformation in not only what he does physically, but mentally. Yeah. He actually credits you with some of his success as well, which was very nice of him. That's very kind of him. Yeah, it's like you say, yes. Why should people be interested in you with regards to NLP as opposed to another NLP trainer? Sure. There's lots of great NLP trainers out there. And like within any industry, you have great trainers mm -hmm. and you have good trainers and mm -hmm. you have some who are not so good. Okay. I'd like to think that based upon my experience of learning NLP, and I learned from my old business partner who was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. He learned from all three co-creators of NLP. I learned from Source, so I went and spent 14 days in Moscow wow. with Frank Putzlik, who's one of the co-creators of NLP, mm -hmm. which is also endorsed by John Grinder. So he's another co-creator of NLP. Mm -hmm. These are big names in the NLP they world, are. I take it. Well, if, if anybody knows anything about NLP, yeah. they will have definitely heard of Richard Bandler and John Grinder. Right. Over the last five, six, seven years, Frank Putzlick's name has risen. 
as being the third co-creator. He's always been one of the originators of NLP. And John Grinder and Frank Pusler, there's a book that's come out which introduces Frank as the third co-creator of NLP. All right. So Frank came over to the UK. He met us and we were invited back over to Moscow to do the trainer's training. So I've done the NLP practitioner. Right. I've been fortunate enough to be within that environment that's allowed me to really integrate the tools and techniques and also be on hand when other NLP practitioner courses have been run. Mm -hmm. Because you can never step into the same river twice. You can never attend the same course twice. You can never read the same book twice. Yeah, sure. And from that journey, I went on to do my master practitioner. And I'm not a great believer in the word master. I'm a great believer that mastery is what people are seeking. Mm -hmm. It's a continuous journey once again. Yeah. I completed my master practitioner. And a few years after that, I went on to do my trainer's trainer. So if people come along to your courses, what can they expect to learn? Well, you'll get the classic code of NLP. So from the originators in the 70s, you'll get a set of tools and techniques, which if I go back to the definition, which will help people change the way they think, feel, behave, communicate and generate results. Yeah. And what's great about it is once you've entered this journey of learning these tools and techniques, you can never go back because you have these resources available to allow you to access them as and when you when you require them. Mm. So during the NLP practitioner course, as an example, I not only share with you the NLP practitioner course syllabus, but I bring to it my own life experience. So what I've come to know through business, also through a family life, mm-hmm. and not only just the NLP practitioner side, but also all the training that would have taken place during my professional career. Yeah, sure. So do you have any courses that are coming up at all, Ricky? Absolutely. I wonder. (laughs) I wonder why I knew that. Was that a loaded question? (laughs) It was. (laughs) So, yes, I do have the NLP practitioner starting first weekend of June. Yeah. It runs over three modules, which are three weekends apart, which I like the the format of because it allows somebody to learn over one module and then use the space in between each module to go away, work with the group that they've, I suppose, met during the first module, implement some of the tools and techniques, find things that don't work, yeah, come back with the questions and really tell me, actually, this works really well in this scenario. I found another scenario which I'd like your input on. That's a really good idea, that. So you're doing it over how many weekends? So it's three modules. Yeah. So it's three weekends. Yeah. They are three weeks apart. Right. Okay. Three weeks in between each Each one. So Ah. so you have the second and third of June, Mm -hmm. followed by the 23rd and 24th of June. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the 14th and 15th of July. Okay, you're racking your brains there, wouldn't you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that, that's that's one course that's coming up. Mm-hmm. And what, and then, what do you call that course? So that's a certified NLP practitioner Right, course. so you actually get a, a certificate saying that you've attended? Or? Yes. Oh, okay. So yeah. I'm in a position where I can certify uh, others to become an NLP practitioner. Right, okay. So if I wanted to be an NLP practitioner tomorrow and I decided that I was going to be one... I couldn't certify anybody? No. Oh, damn. And it is a... <laughs> and the one thing is, it is an unregulated industry. Right. So when you ask me the question of as to why would somebody come to learn from me, 
I would invite everybody to go and do their research. Find out about the trainer. Mm. You can find out about the cost. You can look up the syllabus. You can find fancy websites. You can find deals. You can do an online NLP practitioner mm -hmm. course, which kind of, if you really think about it, doesn't do it justice and is the opposite of what a practitioner is mm. if you're doing it online, in my yeah, opinion. Sure. On those courses, Ricky, do you have anything for the Transform Your Wealth and Health listeners that might help them? Absolutely, yeah. Um, let's let's think on the spot. And the reason I'm saying that it's not something I've brought to the table in advance is mm -hmm. because one thing that I like is the fact that anybody who attends my courses, I have this feeling that it's nice to know that everybody's paid the same price. Yeah, yeah. And you have this whole piece around you know the earlier you book it mm. you get the early bird prices and I've been down there don't mm. get me wrong I've done that I like the idea with the NLP practitioner so what could I offer your listeners I would say that if anybody is interested in joining then they could put a deposit down now mm -hmm. uh, that'll work with them yeah and then if they wanted to they could create a monthly payment plan beyond the dates of the course yeah, which may good. work with them so it allows somebody to say well actually do you know what i can attend this mm -hmm. and then think about the finances okay that's really good thank you and what i'll also consider if somebody does sign up and actually this is something i do offer to those who do secure their place yeah if that person finds somebody else mm -hmm. then i'll welcome the other person of course and I'll offer £150 to the person who's recommended them. Oh, that's brilliant then. So potentially they could uh, make 150 quid by recommending somebody. Yeah. Well done. Oh, thank you. Thanks for doing that. That's absolutely that's fantastic. Okay. No problem at all. So is there any other courses that you do, Ricky? Yes, there are. I've got an effective leadership course that's also running in June and July. So 30th of June and the 7th of July, two Saturdays. I run all my courses in the Amber Hotel in Marble Arts, so a good central location. I like the Amber. Yeah, very, very, very nice hotel. And that will be two days of introducing to coaches, leaders, managers, effective tools and techniques that allow them to become more effective leaders. That's the plan, uh, and that will happen. That's £149 at the moment. It's will go up to 200 pounds after the first eight have signed up. However, thinking about it right now, I think I'm gonna leave that at 149 pounds. Okay. So that, that'll be there for anybody, regardless of the time that they want to secure a place. Oh, brilliant, thank you. So what other services do you offer as well? Anything extra? So alongside the courses and the one-to-one -one work, there are presentations that I deliver. Mm -hmm. So I may go into companies and deliver a half day one day workshop as an example. It is like corporate presentations. Yeah, yeah. so there's the training programs, whether that be around mindset, whether that be around presentation skills, overcoming limiting beliefs, working on business strategy as an example. So it could be presentations that are done depending on the group. So if it's senior leaders, it could be strategy. Alongside that, I work with clients from a corporate perspective at the moment, mainly within the estate agents and recruitment industry. So you have me going into companies and doing that. Thinking about this, I wanted to make a, another point around Matthew that we spoke about earlier on. Yeah. Everything that I do is providing content. It's down to the individuals to create the value. And that will take place through the follow-up and like I've mentioned before, the integration. So one thing about Matthew that he does really well, I'm, I did touch upon this, but I really want to emphasize this point. Whilst I might be providing the content, 
the real work is being done by the individual. So mm. Matthew does the work. Yeah. So being however many hundreds of miles away, it's Matthew who puts in the effort each day. Yeah, you've just affected his mind that he's ready and willing and able to go and do it. Yeah, so you could in some ways say that I'm the facilitator of change. Yes. So Ricky, we're just getting towards the end of the show now. Could you tell us what's the best way for people, if they'd like to be on the course, to contact you and also your other social media outlets? Sure, absolutely. So you can have a look at my website, which is www.raisingyourgame.co.uk. Or you can find me on Facebook under Ricky Verdi. That's R-I-C-K-Y-V-I-R-D-E-E. I'm available on LinkedIn, so type in my name, Ricky Verdi. And if you're on Instagram, you can type in Raising Your Game on Instagram. You'll find my updates on a daily basis as to what I do. And that will give you my email address, which is info at raisingyourgame.co.uk. And I'm more than happy to share my mobile number, if that's okay. Go for it. So you can contact me directly, which is what I like to do with anybody attending my course, is speak to the person about their intention for joining. Yeah. So my direct number is 077-88-888-313. Ricky, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming along. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And until next time, start transforming your wealth and health now.